Welcome to Baseball Biz. You're here with us once again in the era of COVID-19. I'm Mark Corbett here, the host, and with myself, the co-host, Brandon Noway, also the man who tells the world about all things sports in his Twitter account, The Sports Blitz. Brandon, how's it going today, man? It's going pretty good. How's it going? Fantastic. I'm so glad to have you here today. A lot of exciting things going on, and you know, you and I have talked about this whole thing. I mean, we knew when we were sitting down and saying, okay, is there going to be a season? Are the players in the in the league going to be able to come up with something? Is MLB, is Manfred and Clark going to be able to establish a season for us? When and where? And then we talked about the third party in those negotiations who could show their ugly face at any time and play a trump card, and that is COVID-19. So that's that's kind of what happened. We're just past the 4th of July. Fireworks are still happening. And <laughs> yeah, and not, not just in the dugout. There's a lot of back and forth, a lot of decisions, personal decisions people have to make during this time as far as players who want to play and, and players who say, you know, it's just not worth it for one reason or another. We'll talk about some of those players today. How, how the league is responding. It's It's not been the best of all worlds for that. It's not just baseball. Well, I want to talk more about other sports later, Brandon, but looking just at the MLS, the soccer league, good Lord. Now, just the other day, FC Dallas came up and said they have 10 members of their team and one, I think, uh, manager who have COVID-19. Guess what? Ain't going to play. Sorry. It's, it's amazing to me. I mean, they have to adapt. Yeah, it's crazy because, you know, this is the reality we're in right now where something, honestly, nobody can really control is affecting the outcome of on the sports field. You know, you can do everything you can, you know, wear a mask, socially distance. You can do all that. But if you have one person who does have it and gives it to you, then you really have no choice but to sit out. And that's it. And I think that they're, they're recognizing that, you know, they're actually being MLS. They have that bubble and they cannot afford to have everyone get ill from this. Not, I mean, or a good majority of these players. I think it was a reasonable decision. And I think the head of MLS, you know, understands that and says, hey, we'll adapt. But the other thing, too, with them, once they arrive, in the bubble there, they have seven days before they can play. So some teams in soccer are arriving a little late and therefore their first games and such, they may have to be you know, postponed or there may be some earlier games. But I, I want to get into more of that later. I'm kind of jumping back to baseball and what's happening with COVID-19. Right now, there's been a lot of players, well, I should say at least some, who have decided to opt out. I think one of the most high-profile players – at least, you know, being a Tampa fan myself, not surprisingly, is David Price of the Dodgers. There's a pitcher who would have undoubtedly been in the five-man rotation, a man who has a high price tag, you know, for any team. He said, you know, it's just, it's not going to be worth it for him. And he wasn't saying that like me personally. I think as far as potential health issues and family and all that, he felt like the responsibilities he had that he had to meet there first before he did as a Dodger. One other thing I want to point out about him and his wife. These are people who care about their community. And Brandon, you remember when David Price was in Tampa. I mean, he was involved with his community. 
And when he left, he took out a full page ad in the Tampa Bay Times thanking the community, you know, for all that they did for him. And I was, I was impressed as all get out when he did that. I thought, what an upstanding thing to do to, you know, tip of the hat to the fans as, you know, as you leave the stadium and go elsewhere. Well, what he and his wife have done since he's been with the Dodgers Association, they put up a fund where they were going to give $1,000 for to 200 minor league baseball players in the Dodgers Association. I thought that was outstanding. It's what, 200,000 bucks. And some say, well, you know, he's a millionaire. I don't care. This is the kind of personal action that that man takes. It's above and beyond just him. So I have a great deal of respect for him. And for him to stand up and say, you know, I'm just going to opt out. Safety, I got responsibility for other family members, et cetera. And I thought that was, was huge. Yeah, he, he was a fan favorite. He was one of my favorite race players of all time. And he was, you know, very charitable. Always, you know, he cared about the city, Tampa Bay area. Here he really is putting his family first over the team. And you can't really blame him because, like I said earlier, you could do everything you're supposed to do. Right. But you can still end up getting it and passing it on to your family. And who knows what, where it could go from there. Well, and, and that's the case. I mean, one of the other people who have opted out is with the Nationals, and that's Ryan Zimmerman. And Ryan, I think his mother has like MS. You talk about being immune compromised. It's something where he didn't want to, to have that situation, so he opted out. Now, something to remember, and I don't know all the particulars yet, and I think they may still be trying to figure them out between the league and the Players Association, is who would get paid for opting out. And the most basic understanding I have is that if the player themselves could have been, well, immune deficient or have some kind of weakness, on the, weakness is the wrong word, but, but a condition that could weaken them to COVID-19 and that they would be paid for the full season, they would also receive the full season of counted toward what their free agency if they're not there yet. So I was pleased to hear that part. I'm not sure. I, I don't think they're going to, there'll probably be some negotiations like with David Price. I don't think the money is important to him per se. I think as a businessman, it should be taken care of. They're, they do need to take a look at these. I mean, is it, if somebody's mother or other family member is, is like that, should they compensate them? Eh, you know, they, they need to have something. And the Players Association needs to defend the players. So I'm hoping that they will find some way of compensating those people. But like Mike Trout, where his wife is pregnant, and, you know, he's said that he might not be completely comfortable with doing it. And I'm no expert. I could be wrong. Don't take me my word for it. But I believe pregnant women are more susceptible to it, to where it could affect them more. So you can't blame him either if he wants to sit out for the health of his wife and, and no, kid. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's a very personal thing and it's, it's a safety issue, not just for themselves, but for their family and friends, you know, et cetera. So yeah, Mike Trout, he, while he hasn't to my knowledge opted out at this moment in time, he has certainly said he is not necessarily comfortable. I can appreciate that. So I mean, as, as far as not being comfortable, let's take the nationals for a moment. So far, I know they've had at least three players opt out. There's been Ryan Zimmerman, who was just there just a moment ago. 
you know, there's also been Joe Ross, who's a pitcher, and uh, catcher Wellington Castillo. They're a microcosm across all 30 teams of what's not always happening well. And one of those things is that getting the testing done. And I don't expect, I, you know, I'd love to say, well, I expect Major League Baseball to do all of this without a hitch and everything should go smoothly. Well, that it, it should be planned enough that it does, but it isn't. Was it Sean Doolittle was saying, you know, uh, as far as the, the testing was going on, they were getting tested like on Friday and they should have had results on Monday what that was about. Didn't happen. Guess what? We're not going to be able, if we're nationalists, we're not going to be able to go ahead and get in, you know, our practice, get in our spring training too. We're going to have to cancel our work uh, workout on Monday because of a delay in getting the coronavirus results. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a real thing. If that's the case now, what will it be actually once the season begins here in July, a little later on? Yeah, and that delay in the testing, it kind of defeats the purpose of the testing because yeah. you take so long. And if it's like, okay, you're, you finished your test, you guys can go in now, we'll tell you in a few days. Well, those guys could be sick with it and not know it. They could be asymptomatic. That's kind of like if you and I are walking into our old studio and they test us before we go in and then let us go in and don't let us know until next week's show. Yeah, then not, not a good thing. Not a good thing. And it's, um, <laughs> you know, by the way, we are broadcasting from our home studios, <laughs> which may be what kitchens, living rooms, or whatever. Hopefully be back in the HCC studios, Hawk Radio sometime soon. But going back to being in a, uh, an environment that's healthy, I mean, and talking about the testing, let's see, what, what actually did Sean Doolittle said? He said, that's one thing that makes me a little nervous. We're not getting tests back in time. They still haven't sent us the PPE. We're supposed to have N95 masks, stuff like that, gowns, gloves. We're supposed to have that stuff. We don't have that. Ouch. He says, uh, those are the things it's going to take for people to stay safe enough for us to continue, continue this season. GM Mike Rizzo, he, he was backing, talking about some of the players who have uh, decided not to participate. He said, you know, Ryan Zimmerman and Joe Ross have decided not to participate in the 2020 season for the personal health and safety of themselves and their loved ones. We are 100% supportive of their decision to not play this year. We will miss their presence in the clubhouse and their contributions on the field. That was like about a week ago once they first announced some of this. But then he comes up and says, because of what had happened or not happened with the testing, without, again, this is Mike Rizzo, GM from the Nationals, without accurate and timely testing, it is simply not safe for us to continue with summer camp. And said he further, he said, uh, Major League Baseball needs to work quickly to resolve issues with their process and their lab. Otherwise, summer camp and the 2020 season are at risk. Wow. Had you heard that? And you can't say MLB was completely blindsided by this. This has been going on for months. Can't expect it to be perfect, but this is about as far as perfect as you can get. At least be like the best that you can. This doesn't even feel like it's that. No, it, it doesn't. It really feels like somebody dropped the ball and quite literally. but. <laughs> Yeah, or figuratively, literally, whatever. The, the thing of it is, they, these 60 games are at stake, but more importantly, the health and welfare 
of the teams, of the players, of their families and friends are at stake. And I pretty much, you know, I was talking last week with you, had put the shovel in the dirt and was getting ready to bury the season. And I don't know that that's still not going to happen. I think that they're all going to have to take safety first with this. I mean, and we look across, I was talking about, you know, David Price, a couple other names I'll mention, jumping back to who's opted out this far this year. We talked with Mike Leakey from a pitcher for Arizona Diamondbacks. And I don't know if you remember, Charlie Blackman's one of the first ones. I think they said, tested and said he was had COVID-19 with the Diamondbacks. Uh, Nick Morkakis of the Braves. I forgot he was in the league. I thought he retired a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, one of the things Markakis was talking about is I think Freddie Freeman, who has COVID right now. And he said he was talking with Freddie the other day and didn't sound like Freddie. You know, I'm sure you get the weakness, probably with some weakness or illness in his voice, he could tell. These are the things that these young men and their families should not have to go through because we enjoy the game. I mean, I love the game. I want to see it. And I got to tell you, just hearing that the season was going to start, I found myself going back to Fox uh, Sports and watching those rewind games. Suddenly watching Kiermaier out there in that rewind game was like, it's going to happen. He's going to be out there again. He's going to be going to the wall and getting that. And the game, even though it was rewind, it suddenly took on more enthusiasm for me before, you know, than because I knew that there's a season coming. I don't think we have to have a season if it's going to be at the health of these young men. I love sports in general. And, you know, if people don't feel comfortable going out there either for themselves or for their other family members, I, I don't blame it all for sitting out. I know some people will like that and say that they're selfish millionaires, but I mean, if it's a healthier family and you're not comfortable with it, why risk you know, exactly. And that brings up a, a bit of an issue, too, is the pressure to play. Granted, some of these players who are seniors in the game, they don't have to worry so much about that extra year that they're going to get toward their free agency to get there. You know, Mookie Betts, this is going to be his last year before he he's a complete free agent. The Dodgers are getting for this season. If for some reason Mookie decided to opt out, I guess he'd be there through 2021 before he could. But, you know, he's somebody who's already got a little cash in the bank. They've, they've negotiated some things where he's getting paid a, a little bit more than everybody else, which he deserves. Don't get me wrong. All of the other players who don't have that six years, they're still, there's probably a bit more pressure on them to move up and therefore play. It's weird because – Everybody has different situations. You know, you could be in your prime of your career and, you know, you sit out, hey, it's no big deal to me. I'm still in my prime. You have older guys who's like, maybe this is it for them. This was probably going to be the last go around. And then you have guys coming in who are trying to make a roster, trying to make an impression, and they might not be able to get to play. And that goes to a whole other thing with player development and people moving up through the minors. And most people know now the minor league has been canceled for 2020. Uh, th there's a lot of pushback. There's a lot of different things that are impacted by these decisions. <laughs> I've got a lot to say about that, but I'm, I'm not going to do it on this podcast with us. Maybe we'll do it on a future one. Uh, well, all I can do is hope and pray and that all those good people in the game, that they take their safety first and they're able to do that and they support one another. And it sounds like that what's going on out there. So 
I'm happy to hear that part. I believe that if this season continues, that most, if not all, players will be very cognizant of keeping their health. We're not going to see something like that tennis guy, that Joker Djokovic, Djokovic, whatever. That had to, you know, going out there and partying and doing limbo, et cetera, out there. This, that, that thing, that's not – I don't know. I feel strong about our players being smarter than that. Hopefully that's the case. I mean, you're going to have some guys who are maybe a little bit, you know, taking more risks, but I think for the most part, guys will be a little more on the safer side. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's hope so. Like I said, I hope and pray all those people stay healthy and uh, the fans like myself and you are excited about the season, but uh, we'll see what comes from it. I, I, don't, I don't know yet. Well, let's take a, take a pause here for a moment for a little break, and then we'll come back and talk a little bit about the sports blitz. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We're back. Brandon, Baseball Biz. He's our co-host here. I'm Mark Corbett. Hope you're enjoying the show. And want to remind everybody, you can find us on virtually every podcast directory. You can find us on Apple. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many of the other ones as well. So we want to thank you guys for listening to that. But now I'd like to focus a little bit more, Brandon, on the sports splits. And because, good heavens, man, there's some news out there that everybody's pocketbook should kind of take a bend from. I mean, tell me what's happening in the wild world of the rest of the sports. In the NFL, you know, the news cycle doesn't stop there. There, you have Patrick Mahomes, who everybody, considering the next great quarterback, he got his payday. Everybody knew it would be a lot. I knew it was going to be a lot, but it was a lot more than we all thought. We th- knew it would probably be about $40 million a year annually, and he signed a 10-year extension worth up to $503 million, $477 million in guaranteed money. Good gravy, man. So uh, you might want to open your pocketbook up if you want to. Keep me as your co-host. I'm telling you, brother. I, I, I did a little math earlier today, looking at the U.S. population, some numbers I had from 2019, and I counted everybody. Uh, it was going to take, if each one of us opened up our change purse, we'd have to get out a buck 37 to pay Mahone with that contract. Wow. Wow. You know, I guess if, if we're willing to pay for it, I guess he's worth it. But uh, I don't know, brother. Yeah, and he'll make... This was according to Darren Rovell on Twitter. If he makes every dollar of his $450 million contract, he will make $1.1 million every nine days. Good gravy, man. <laughs> that must be nice. Well, I wish him well, and I wish all their fans well, but uh, I think it's getting a little nuts. It's going to be tough to keep that team together, but with a talent like him, it's well worth it. It's basically, here's a checkbook, write what you want. Well, for you all, again, who, who are unaware and have not seen Brandon. Brandon, what is your, uh, where are you on Twitter? What's your handle? I'm on Twitter at, at the Sports Blitz one and the, the T-S and the B are capitalized. Excellent. So remember that, folks, when you're looking and we know a little bit more about sports above and beyond baseball, which we cover here in the business of baseball, that you can find Brandon on Twitter as well. I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here today. Brandon, thanks a lot again for joining us and uh, being part of the show. Well, thank you for letting me back on. Everybody again, thank you, man. And everybody stay safe out there. Be well. 
And uh, again, remember, you can find us on the Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, et cetera, iTunes. And we look forward to talking with you again real soon. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.